I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it was a very, very interesting round one of NRL action and Supercoach. On that front, I think it's fair to say, Lakey, you and I need a do-over, don't we? Round one, it's in the history books and, geez, some of us would no. rather forget that. I will not have the Knights go back on that incredible win. I'll take, I'll take the low score. Mate, what an absolute Saturday for you. You were just describing oh. it to me. I wasn't sure how it went. But first, the Knights win in a boil over against the Chooks. And then I see a photo come from you with a tinny on the, the hill on at, the hill at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Yeah, no, it was it was a big weekend. It was really good. We went up uh, with a couple of mates and must admit, I was nervously watching the Knights game pacing around. I think I wore a track through the guy's um, patio concrete <laughs> watching that game. And then um, straight from there, I went straight into celebrating ce- a cel- celebration modes. Love that. Um, just, yeah, I uh, got a bit silly at the football. It was good fun. Yeah, well, as <laughs> you do when your team's at a big win like that, understandable. Um, you forget about Supercoach for a while. I think on, conversely, I, I was on the other end of the spectrum for my team and uh, I was telling you off air that I'd uh, strategically booked a flight for the exact same time the Cows were playing the Dogs. Thank Christ for that. Following yep. along on the plane, finally got enough internet. It was the second half. We put the bomb up and scored, so I was watching it, and then it cut out before they <laughs> took it up to the video and reeled it out. So for 10, 15 minutes, I was flying in the air and flying high, thinking the Cowboys had won a game. <laughs> and then the internet comes back on on the plane, and I get these texts come in, one from Langy being like, selfie or Wenon, I should say, selfie JT, another bloke saying, book your grand final tickets now as a Broncos fan. And I'm um, thinking, oh, yeah, how good. And then the apology texts straight yeah, after. That's oh, the brutal whoops. part. Oh, they took it off. People yeah. jump in their gun. <laughs> that anyway. one hurts. So, you know, you're flying uh, a mile high and then uh, you come crashing back down to earth. But anyway, that's that's the football side of things. How did you go for super coach? Uh, I didn't have a big one. A lot of my guys underperformed. I captained Teddy. As I said, I'll take the low score for the result. But um, I ended up on 8-8-8. Eight, eight, eight. Nice. Ooh. Nice number, but yeah, say it kept me down. I think I'm at 44,000 at the moment, but um, a few points behind yourself, a few rankings behind Just yourself. Just a few, mate. I flogged you. 893. Yep. See you later. Um, Eating the dust already. <laughs> can barely see you on the horizon, but you're there. I'm going to catch up. That's you know, I was plan. saying on the Sunday podcast, uh, the rap one, before all the scores were locked and loaded on Monday, I said, um, based on the chat I've been having with some of the guys in our Young Legends group, they've, um, you know, the likes of Kirkup and Wilf and Copes, those sort of guys have uh, fanging around scores of like 800, yeah. um, 850. Yep. And Kirkup actually won the round on 904 or something like that among the chat. Yes. And I think, all right, so 893 is pretty good. And yeah. then the scores lock in and we get our rankings and we're 40,000th. Yes. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, 
I think it was just that weekend when we've done so much research as every serious super coach does. You do all the research in the world and you pick all the right guys and they all had a shitter this weekend and everyone low scored. And it was just all the pods that went off. I think the guy, the one guy or girl, I should say, that won the cash for round one had like seven Panthers in their side, Mm. which went a long way for their 1,200 score. So I'm not panicking. You shouldn't either. It's a long, long race, this one. This is just uh, the first hurdle. It's funny because you look at – it's all relative. Hey? It's round one, and we all know that that can be a bit of an anomaly at times. I think last season I scored somewhere in the top 1K, and then next round I was back down to 30,000th or something like yeah. that. So the gap yeah, is the right. smallest it's going to be for the rest of the year. So as you said, don't panic, uh, marathon, not a sprint. Um, I actually had a look. If I captained Papenhausen over Teddy, I would have gone an extra 20,000 in ranking, yeah. so a lofty 20K. So there you go. It's all, uh, it's all relative. Got plenty of time to bounce back. Cavalry returning. I think that's the theme of the the round. So you've just done the team's analysis. Backing up again, it's a big Tuesday for you. So we'll go around the grounds with you and see all the big ins and outs. There's quite a few. So thankfully, anyone that carried a very high-priced NPR, say a Cam Munster or Harry Grant, you're cheering because now they're Mm -hmm. back. And, uh, you know, normal. That's a free uh, trade. There you go. Exactly right. So plenty of time now to turn it around. We'll go through those game by games. A uh, couple of the pluses and minuses. So I've gone through my side. Uh, I'll ask you a few on round one, what stuck out for you, what were some of the ups and downs, then what we're doing with trade. So that's obviously the big talking point this year. We've got the boost. You might have seen that. It's a fun new little uh, icon that you've got on your Supercoach screen there. Uh, three trades uh, you can use up to five times throughout the year, I believe it is. So right. wh- whether or not you go hard early, that's what we'll uh, we'll chat, whether it's worth pulling the trigger now or saving them for later and then we'll go through some of the sells and buyers of the round some crazy stuff happening if you look at uh, supercoach gold some of the uh, trade-ins and trade-outs people are making it seems either panicky or uh, chasing last week's points we'll chat through some of those uh, bigger names as we get later into the pod first shout out though uh, last week we talked about the crisis nationally that Australia is having right now with blood shortages. I've actually gone and booked my first ever blood donation tomorrow so tomorrow night in Brisbane here uh, it's quite simple to do. So lifeblood.com.au, quick survey, will let you know whether you're able to or not and where you can go. And I think you actually asked me, because um, you yeah, just recently right. had COVID. I had the question mm. and um, it's we spoke about it last week and it was something I was looking to get into as well, but I just wanted to know what the protocols around someone who's recently had COVID are. Is there a time frame I have to wait? So um, as you said, lifeblood.com.au, go in, do the survey. I'm going to be doing it after this so I can find out those answers to the questions I have. So I suggest you guys do the same and then um, just give, just give what you can. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly a little disappointed in myself that I haven't gone and organized this sooner. Uh, it's something I've put off I for a while now. It's, it's something you've got to be sober for. So that probably <laughs> yes. explains... You know, it's Our tomorrow hesitation. night. I've got uh, I've got twenty four hours before well ish mm-hmm. before the uh, before the you get test. the DTs when you go in there, mate. They won't be able to find <laughs> yep. the thing. And I uh, yeah poured myself a little scotch before, and my better half is out there, uh, so shouldn't do that. And I go, no, I've got plenty of time, and I've just got a barrage of texts from her, screenshots of these are things you don't do before a blood test. Number one, drink alcohol. So yep. I'd like to think that's right before, so I won't be rolling in three beers deep. Let's uh, just leave two. it at that. But no. Looking forward to it, though. It's something I'm now looking at doing regularly. Um, it's a very easy, simple thing to do and obviously helping out in a bit of a time of need. So more than happy to donate what I can. So get out there, lifeblood.com.au. 
as we said, another shout out, nrlsupercoachtalk.com. That's a site you and I uh regulars on so you've just actually launched your second of the year for mm-hmm. the teams analysis how's that going actually how are you finding it it's a big undertaking every tuesday so um i start you know mondays usually trying to piece it together and pull teams together of you know who i know the outs and whatever else and then um really it's uh an absolute sprint from three o'clock or two o'clock whenever the warriors drop their first team and um I try and get it done before we pod of an evening. So it's um, it's busy, but it's good. I like doing it. It's, it gives me a, a fresh way of looking at the teams and um, who's going to be good and who's not over the course of the coming weeks. So it's um, I'm enjoying it, and I'm hoping you guys are getting something out of it as well. Yeah, certainly, yeah, mate, and more so than when Wenon did it because I actually used to have to ask answer half of his questions because you go, who's this guy? Who's who's playing? Because obviously, you know, Wenon, he's a, probably an AFL fan first and. Supercoach fan second, but yeah, uh, I like it. Like, you know your stuff there. You've written the mega guide as well, so you know plenty of what's going on in season 2022. Uh, Wenon, speaking of, didn't even know who Mama Seal was. It's round two now, champion. <laughs> uh, and he's also my state friend. Good thing. <laughs> the way that the game turned out, but yeah. Yeah, I actually gave a, I'm giving a running track of our stake bets in the Sunday Wrap podcast, so I won't uh, won't bore you with the details there, but uh, suffice to say, Dave Fafita, or Andrew Fafita, I should say, 25 points to Mama Sears, four, five? Five. He, yeah, he got upgraded to five, five and five minutes, so his points per minute is better. Does that count <laughs> <Yeah>. for anything? <laughs> There's no side stake bets, mate. Yeah, okay. We'll have a side salad, side of chips, and a bit of Diane. On the medium rare. Thank you very much. You'll get steak and steak alone. (laughs) We're not going to. (laughs) Was it the re five dollar steaks in Brisbane? There, geez, I'm sure they don't do those anymore. But anyway, uh, look forward to that one. And actually, your your one with uh, Stasi, Jack Hetherington v TPJ. I thought when you had TPJ ruled out with a hamstring and uh, Hetherington gets sin binned in the first twenty minutes, I thought this is all over. But anyway, lives another. We had a few uh, Twitter punters. Posting to Stilesy and myself saying, you know, bet over. That didn't take long, but it is for a suspension. It's not just a sin bin, it's a suspension. So yep. I'm, I am very thankful that the carryover points got wiped at the start of the year. Everyone's starting from fresh because who knows what would have happened. But, um, yeah, TPJ is back this week, so I'm in the hunt again. Love that. So there you go. You're uh, not, your season's not over yet. I think That's Andrew Fafita might have won me it, but uh, lo- I'm loving this stake. But with you and Stilesy, it's a must watch every week. All right. Before we get into this game by game, let's chat a little bit about what happened in round one. Oh, did you see that? I don't know. I just like that one. It's a new <laughs> sound bite I have for the uh, shocker of the week. I was due one. But anyway, did you see that? Uh, mm. Did you see round one? Um, I, yeah, it was a. I saw some of it. Yeah, well, through one eye, I guess. Um, uh-huh. You watched a lot of it. But, yeah, you had uh, you were there. Bird's eye view, actually. I haven't been to a game for, for a little while, so I'm itching to get out. I think next week, Sunday, Cowboys and Broncos should be a interesting one. But uh, you were on the field. Well, not on the field, I not hope. Not quite but... on the field. No, I didn't have that many. But, well, no, should, we'll actually, I was good. That could have been – you did say you were on TV, and I thought immediately, mm-hmm. oh, Lakey, Yavo, whatever his name, Javo69. Uh, <laughs> shout out. But, um, no, you were on the hill – Next to the guys, Manly fans with or St. George fans with the St. George fans, the the same guys. Um, I was getting the rundown, the history lesson. These boys go to every single St. George game, regardless of where it is. They spend endless coin traveling around the country and supporting their team. They're the old blokes with the banners that they throw up every game and 
we ended up right next to them. So every time St. George did anything and they panned to the crowd, there were our ugly mugs sitting on the peripherals. I've still got that GST sign. Like, I don't think I was even born when GST was mm-hmm. introduced. So I think it's time to upgrade. Um, although, yeah, to be fair, not that young anymore. But um, anyway, that's that's the NRL side of things. Actually, I mean, that, that sort of thing, the fans traveling to and from games, it's something we've definitely missed over the last couple of years. With COVID, it is. So it's little things like that. So it's great to have NRL back, even if my team's rubbish. Uh, but moving on, Supercoach, let's go back to that. Pluses and minuses. So I've written down a couple here. From my starting side, I mean, it wasn't a disaster, as we said, plenty of time to make it up. But some of the pluses, let's talk positively. So I think my halves actually ended up okay. So I went a little bit pottish with uh, Toby Sexton and Jerome Luai. I have Schneider as backup in Elias, so a couple of cheapies there. And I thought they did solidly. Luai scored a try. Um, Sean O'Sullivan was taking too much ball off him. That was a bit annoying. But anyway, Toby Sexton threw a couple of forward passes that went to try assists, <laughs> so that was pretty good. Handy kicked some goals. So that was a positive for me. Um Haas and Pappenhausen, they were great. Uh, Haas, I think, has just proved Incredible. himself as a captaincy option uh, week to week, which is great. Just, great. Yeah, he's just insane. He did all his work without, you know, the, t- the attacking stats. There were basically no attacking stats in that game, really, and, and Haas was just phenomenal. Throws the offload too. Even some Broncos yep. fans were talking about it, um, how good it was to see. And I know he's got that in his game and everything like that, but every run it almost looked like his arm was free. He was trampling the tackles. Played 70 minutes, which was great as well. I know Broncos are a bit undermanned and maybe that levels out, but I thought Payne Haas, that was fantastic for round one. Um, that's what Tamalolo should be doing. It's not what's happening, but anyway, that's uh, that's on the minus side. But uh, other ones, Chris Randall, I thought for you, you mm-hmm. guys was solid, 250 Serviceable, yes. So did yep. play 63 minutes, as was predicted. So I think that's a big positive. Yep. And some cheapies had some decent scores. So Tuolungi for the Tigers, actually big minutes for him, 70 on there, kept uh, Luke Garner actually off the park until the very last stretch, so 10 minutes for Garner, which was great news for two Alungi owners. And it looks good. just looks like he's got a game and a half to him. Um, some of the kings I own, the Dogs King. I'm always getting these guys confused. I think it's Max. Max. Yep, yep there we go. Nailed it. Uh, Max King benefited from some horrible stretch of HIAs for the for the Dogs, so got a 40-minute stint. He probably won't get that every week, but 55-ish points, that's fantastic for cash. Schneider was great until COVID. Uh, Sean Russell, great until the knees in the ribs, horrible. And then uh, Penasini for Parramatta as well, pretty good score from him. So on the whole, I think those are the pluses I'm taking out. Um, it's not the end of the world, and thankfully I don't have too many uh, many issues. But uh, anything else for you that struck your uh, fancy for your side? Uh, the big one for me was Josh Carr, and I took a chance on him, and he was phenomenal nice. in their game. He pumped out an 81. He was busy everywhere, so that was really good to see. Um, positives for me is I get Harry Grant this week. That's pretty much how my hmm. round went. I'm looking forward to this week already. I started with Walker and Brown in the halves. Walker had a nightmare, as did the rest of the Roosters, and Brown started off okay, Dylan Brown. Um, but then got shifted to centers to cover the um, Sean Russell ish- injury. So he basically hit a wall at halftime and didn't do much after that. You know, So, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. The, the cheapies did really well, I thought. you know We can't expect miracles from these guys, but no. Will Penasini, um, he scored 41 or 42 basically in base and power stats. So he's going to have a, a great floor going forward. He's someone I think you can rely on in your center wings each and every week just to keep you afloat until you're able to upgrade a few of these guys. Big shame about Sean Russell. Um, he's going to be missing a, a quite a bit of time now. So, um, you know, but he looked like he was going to go massive this year. 
Yeah. Oh, it was 87 in 35 minutes. So yeah. horrible news for Russell, but I, I did actually play him in the starting 17. So I was pretty happy with that. And um, yeah, now it's a question mark that we'll get into later as, as to what you do with him. Um, you touched on a few minuses there. Cody Walker, that's a big ouch. Uh, he was yeah. dreadful. Awful. What are you hoping from him for round two? Oh, I Sam Walker, I had my apologies. Oh, so, right. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, equally so. not But yeah, both, not great. both walkers were, were bad and um, low 20s. I, I don't know what Cody scored off the top of my head, but I think it was around 24 as well. Yeah, yeah. so He actually yeah, got outscored by Ilias. That's outscored right. Yeah. Yes. And, and say people were saying how bad Ilias looks and he mm. won't be long for first grade. And, you know, as far as super coach goes, Cody uh, was outscored by him. Late on another pick six. The second time in consecutive games, both at Suncorp, he's uh, thrown an intercept for a score. As an NFL expert and uh, winner of our league and cash league and at that, uh, I now know what a pick six is. That's an intercept. For oh, that's why I, I want an intercept to, that to leads to a it. try. Yeah. Intercept that leads to a try or touchdown, as they call it, it over there. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, yep, yeah, terrible for Cody Walker. That was a, a horrible game and. Um, obviously, Broncos are crowing, and you know, rightly so. It's been a tough few years for them, but the Rabbitohs are dreadful. Right. And they surely I'd get. Uh, I hate to admit it, you know my uh, uh, my feelings for the Broncos, but they played really well on Friday night, and uh, I think they deserved the game. But yes, hundred oh, percent. It was a bit of the Broncos playing well, but the Rabbitohs playing awful, and I think they're very, very much looking forward to the inclusions they have this week. Some other minuses that I had, one of them was in the bunnies, Cam Murray. I thought um, it started to do with the Jervo stuff, the passing at the line, mm-hmm. it just does nothing. Yeah. Bunnies just had no direction. Every time they looked good was when they started going through the middle and then they just got clunky and tried to do too many things. Cam yeah, Murray listen, I went back to watch the highlights of it and I feel like they just expected the win. So they were just mm. going through the motions almost. I think yes. they just walked out there and went to, yeah, we're going to run up 40 on this team, let's just go and do it, and then started panicking towards the back end when it didn't happen. So... Yeah, I think there was a bit of that, just running some set plays, some training drills, and things weren't working, so they just went uh, went to shit. Yep, absolutely. Uh, a couple other downers for me, both firmer, moved to the centres actually while Phil Sammy was off, so not a great deal of time out there. Actually got a try assist during the game for a shovel on uh, that led to a try and then got it taken off him, so got 36 uh, or so. Yep. Tony Staggs was another one that was... Um, heavily involved but every single thing he did seem to turn to an error but on the bright side i mean he was heavily involved and that's the point we know he's fresh back from a pretty uh hefty injury so the combination with him and cobble i thought is gonna yield some results during the year it just wasn't to be on round one but it's definitely going to be improved um teddy as we said at the top captain for me and you it was dreadful just one of those days uh maddo awful um whether it was the minutes were down he was like 50 odd uh, involvement was heavily down. Playing at Lock, he hasn't played there for a long time, and I thought he was just not the same. And uh, already looking at moving him on before the decision was made easily for me today with the news of his hamstring strain. But anyway, we'll get into that. I kept Tago on the pine, did you? I also did, and I kept Russell on the pine, so I did you there one you better. There you go. It was a uh, one of those things you just... I don't know, he looked great in that game, and no one expected Penrith. Well, I was already talking about him having a bit of a hangover, but clearly I know nothing about the game of rugby league. They were fantastic. A um, couple of other ones, Heel and Lukey benched uh, right before the game, so the last game of the round. A lot of people ended up swapping him to Nano if they didn't already have him, which... Yeah, it's um, the same move I did. Um, yeah. When the news broke, I was just about to jump in the car and I, I sent a message to the group and said, is it worthwhile? And um, yeah, we yep. I made that change and it worked out. 
handsomely. Uh, Utoi Kamano, he had a very quiet game as well. So a lot of money in him invested 450k, so I thought he was pretty flat. So looking for a bigger one, but it was against the Storm, so you know, bigger and better things. Moving on, uh, any other issues for you, mate? Uh, nothing in my team outside of the couple of injuries. I know I've got, uh, we spoke about it before, um, Viliami Valea has done a MCL, I believe. Yep. So he's out for about four weeks. So someone I'll be looking to move on. And um, and Sean Russell was the other injury I incurred. So I got pretty lucky with that. I know a fair few popular guys have been hurt and are out long-term or long-to-mid-term. Um, but, yeah, I, I managed to dodge a few of those ones. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty lucky considering some of the other issues. Certainly. What a, it's round one and it's uh, uh, already... It's been awful. <laughs> anyway, and I can only so get better. We've had our first COVID case come in to ruin things. I know A-Ray was a exclusion last week because of COVID, but we hadn't started yet. We could jump around that. But now mm. the teams have been locked in and Brad Schneider has COVID, a very popular player in this game. So people are already trying to figure out what to do. All right. As we move on to that, uh, that flavor, let's go through game by game. Last week, we went into quite a bit of detail with these. Uh, obviously, the biggest round of the year for Supercoach. We needed to get it right and a lot happening in the first TLT. This week, you actually mentioned off-air an easier week to write, which is nice to hear mm. you um, look chipper and you look more uh, energetic. Just relaxed. <laughs> Just, it's been so easy today. No, it was um, got into the hang of things last week, so I was able to set a lot of it up today um and earlier today i should say and um had a fair idea of what the teams were going to be so i could start putting pieces together but as always um we we've had some surprises we've had some left field selections and um they just throw things at you you just never know what's going to come out week to week ricky stewart threw me a massive curveball loves earlier. It. loves a good yep. curveball ricky yeah i reckon you and i can do the team by game by game in 10 minutes so we're 21 minutes 30 in i reckon by 31 minutes we'll be done can we guarantee that no. <laughs> i would not guarantee <laughs> not it ever <laughs> but let's get into it all right storm and bunnies very interesting game this one here big one for the storm obviously round two was when they were going to get all their cavalry back uh brandon smith he's now gone so you had the guy that came back early for that week one mm-hmm. game, and now he's out. So, I don't know, is there ir- irony in that? Who knows? Uh, but he's now gone, and Harry Grant's come to replace him. So, much of a muchness in terms of the storm. But that's good news for Josh King. Huge so, news for Josh King. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Smith was going to be probably moving back to the 13, and you would think Kingy back to the bench. But, yeah, he, he gets a sustained run in the in the starting side now, which should help his generate cash generation. Yep. Uh, Cam Munster, and he's back there as well. Christian Welsh and George Jennings gone. Uh, Christian Welsh, obviously, probably the season, so horrible news for them. A um, couple of guys coming in to replace them. But the super coach interest is obviously Cam Munster and Harry Grant. Um, we'll get into those guys a bit later on. A lot of people have started with either one or both, so much-needed team news for those guys. For the Bunnies, uh, big one for them as well, the trail coming back from suspension. So named at fullback, first game since around 24 last season. There'll be a lot of hype about this one. I'm looking forward to seeing just how he gets out there and what happens in this one because there's been so much, yeah. as there always is with the trail, so much talk off field. Yeah, absolutely. And I think despite what he brings to this Bunny side and his goal kicking and his attack and everything, I think the 
biggest benefit of having Latrell Mitchell back is uh, they don't have to play Josh Mansour this week. <laughs> he so scored he a try got, last uh, week. Yeah, yeah. He almost blew it. Do you know the funny thing? I named him an A in last year's Mega God. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah you um, put the mocker on him badly. He hasn't been the out. same since. Uh, but anyway, he was the only bunny to get on the score sheet. So there you go. Uh, yeah, Mansell's gone. So I think Latrell much needed for the bunnies' direction. They said that last week. There's you know an inexperienced half there. Um, they're shuffling around in the back line. So hopefully Latrell provides stability that guys like Cody Walker need, guys like Damien Cook, uh, Cam Murray, those sort of guys. Uh, he's a big name inclusion, and the bunnies cannot go worse than last week. Although they have a storm side that's um, yeah. Crawled to the win last week, but it got Calgary. Yeah, they were anything anything. but um, convincing in their win against the Tigers, but they managed to eke it out for the the 100th time in a row in round one. And they've got some pretty handy inclusions coming in, so it's going to be a real tough outing for the Bunnies. They're going to want to turn around their form right smart. A couple of the more impressive sides in round one, Dragons and Penrith come up next. Uh, Tarek Sims. Sorry, just to cut you off, can we give this the respect it deserves, please? It's the number three Dragons versus the number one Panthers. A top-of-the-table clash in week two already. We couldn't be more privileged to see this sort of football. Do you just want to throw that out there because you guys are number two? We are number two. Did you want to bring – I didn't want to – I wasn't going to bring that up, they're a big number two in my eyes, as is their fullback. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Tarek Sims, interesting, back in the reserves. Jaden Sewer and Jack Bird in the second row. Obviously, Jack Bird, the more interesting option. Scored a try last week. Um, one of those guys, I mean, I looked at Ewan Aitken and Bo Firma, those second row center wing jewels, and I looked and loaded those guys. I left Jack Bird uh, away for the time being. 80 minutes and a try. Um, is this his year? Is this the year yeah, he finally becomes he a looks, genuine option? He looks hungry. He looks healthy, which is big for him. Um, I think it is his second year back from the ACL injury. We've always spoken about how much better guys do after that. He's playing in the forwards. He's going to have his hand and blah, 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 blah. He looked good on the weekend. and um, But it's, for me, he's just a little bit more expensive than those guys. That's the reason he kept him out of my team. But, yeah, definitely an option. Yep. Come up against a Penrith side that's uh, relatively unchanged. Leoto is out for eight weeks. Spencer Lenny in there. So not much super coach wise but... Uh, I guess the big one for them is they're waiting on Nathan Cleary to come back. But guys like Jerome Lua, guys like uh, Billy Kickow, um, <sighs> Liam Martin scored a try last week. There's a whole bunch. You said the winning team in Supercoach had seven of them. So it just well, goes to show. Like, though, like, yeah. um, I mean, they had Appy Carousel who scored a try and Liam Martin who scored a try. I think they had Stephen Crichton who scored a try. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, all these guys, they played really good footy. Um, but I don't want I, – I must – uh, emphasize not to jump early on these guys. See how they go again this week. Then get on board if they actually put up good scores. Because if they don't score the tries, then they could be producing 40s and you'll be kicking yourself for bringing them in. This one could be good. Roosters and Manly, two of the more disappointing sides, it's fair to say, in uh, round one. I think they're bottom four, both of them, comfortably. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something like a 14 versus 15 clash. So... I mean, probably just skip this one. We don't have to. <laughs> sell all your roosters, sell all your yeah. manly side. Uh, Victor Radley and Billy Smith both named despite the head knocks last week. So Rad- Radley's was terrible. Um, again, just poor technique. But, uh, you know, keep an eye out for teamless, as we always say with head knocks, because they could change at the flick of a switch. But for me, um, I've got Billy Smith and I'm just parking him for the time being. It's a bit of a risk. And he looked okay in the time he was out there, but it was just not yeah. their day. I think better things ahead for him, but I'm just... Yeah, curious. And I think, again, I was watching it 
through panicked glasses. But Billy Smith came off towards the end, didn't he? So he's about fifty-five minutes in. Okay, so he would have failed. Yeah, he looked okay still. Um, I know he looked dirty when he was coming off. He didn't want to be coming off, but uh, mm. obviously failed. So he couldn't get back out there. Yep, horrible run of luck for him. But I mean, hold firm with him. He's a guy that um, has plenty of potential. If you've trusted that sub three hundred k, he's going to lose a bit of cash. You'd think in that round three price change. But uh, yeah, for the time being, I think he's a guy we need to put our faith in. Fingers crossed he gets through with a clean bill of health. Manly, on the other hand, Dylan Walker comes back, which means Cola moves out of the side. And that was 80 nightmare stuff from very first yeah. game. We, we advised against it. Manly bench players, utilities. Yeah, it was tell bench you what, if you took the risk with him, you are uh, thanking your lucky stars that he's now been cut because, say, eight minutes from Cola, uh, Cola is not doing you any favours. No, came on, uh, subbed in for our boy Guac, uh, Olakawatu, and yeah, didn't get a lot of action out there. The game was done. So that's what Des does. He bloods these guys for very short minutes. So if he gets a regular starting spot down the track, absolutely lock him in. But for the time being, steer clear. Horrible stuff. AE nightmare material, but he is out for this week. Anything else for that game, mate? No, I'd say I know Ethan Bulmer owners would be very excited about oh, what happened with about him. him. But I, say, I just say- don't think he was. Hey, I've, I've put you as my winner in this week's uh, Manly yeah. piece, uh, throwing an ATS on him after us talking trash about him all week. Tidy. This is why we never go under in the time, mate. That's right. We said, what well, I should have had the, the audio from last week, but we said, now that we said, don't buy Bullymore, he's um, you know, a bit of a plotter, he's not going to be there for long. He goes out and scores a friggin' try. And not only that, yep. but Turbo sets it up. I mean, yeah. And they were both doing nothing before oh, that. So, biggest to run, yeah, so. run against. Anyway. Like Kieran Foran, but you? you know what? That is the stuff that can happen. He plays at second row and he got through 80, which is probably likely to go. Yeah, and I went and checked his stats. He had 47 in base and power. So he didn't do as badly as he no. uh, did look. But I, I would be a little bit worried about his uh, long-term output. At 280K, if he's dropping mid-40s, he's not going to be you know, raking oh, mate, He's scoring a hat-trick this week, whatever. We can say all that. All right, I'll put money <laughs> on that too. Why not? All righty, next game. Titans and Warriors, they always put on good ones, these guys. AJ Brimson back, ready to go. He was out late scratching with a groin concern last week, so they did shuffle around. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, filled in pretty admirably in a, the game of the round, I thought. But uh, Brimson back, so should be some good stability for them and no other uh, real changes. Will Smith sliding back to the bench. Uh, he's one of the guys we'll talk about later. He's still in the top five for trade-ins, so I don't know what people are doing, Crazy. but there you go. Do not do that. Uh, Warriors. Couple of uh, ins and outs for them. So as you mentioned at the top by layer, Cheapy from last week, he's out with injury there. So is DWZ and Sean Johnson. So SJ horrible runner luck. Peck concern for him. Uh, he's at that age now where these things start to pile up, and unfortunately, it's not the hammy, I guess, and and anything that might cause him more long term stability issues. But again, time out on the park when you desperately need him on for Super Coach, as do the Warriors. So horrible run of. Like for him, uh, Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge, though, back for them. So of some interest, Matt Lodge maybe a little bit more if you're looking for a prop um, up front. I thought he was pretty heavily um, involved last year, had a good year, and I think can back it up again. So I think one thing with that, AFB, Fanua Blake last week had a pretty good stint, 60-ish minutes yep. out there. Yep. 
whether that comes down this week with the logic. I think it will. I think. Um, yeah. the, uh, Nathan Brown said in his press conference after that he gave um, AFB a bigger stint than he was originally expecting to. Um, so I think he put him through a bit more of a workload, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, you know, with Matt Lodge coming back, there's a good chance that the minutes come down, but maybe his work rate jumps up. Um, maybe he was conserving some energy as props have been known to do with longer stints. So, um, you know, props not named Payne Haas, of course. Hmm. But, yeah, so um, I'm interested to see how AFB goes this way. I am a owner of him, so I'm very uh, close watch on how he goes. Not a big score, though, was it for him last week? It was 51. It wasn't yeah. awful. Um, he could have had better, but it's a first day out. And it was muggy. It was hot. It was muggy there. I mean, I was, you know, between him, a fence between the two of us. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I can f- fully understand why he wouldn't want to run for a long time out there. It was disgusting. You know what the SJ uh, injury news does as well? I think it hurts uh, Eli Katara a little bit. So we saw last week he benefited yeah. big time, a short ball from SJ to put him over the line. Uh, outside of that try, he drops back to a you know 40-odd with his scoring, and he got through 70-odd minutes thereabouts. So it was a pretty good hit out for him, and at a good price, it would have caught the eye. But I'm just wondering whether uh, the more inexperienced halves you got, well, I would say inexperienced, because Ash Taylor's been around the traps a few times now, Harris DeVita there for the Warriors. It's um yeah, it's a new combination. I just wonder whether that dims the lights for Qatar a bit. What do you reckon? Uh, I think it'll be worth the watch. Um, you know, Sean Johnson's not breaking any records anymore, um, mm. so he kind of has pulled in his play a little bit, but um, still a wizard with the ball in hand. So you can put guys through gaps that probably don't look like they're actually there. And Katoa was going to be the big benefactor of that this year. So he'll be missing um, SJ inside him. I don't know who's going to be playing on what side from these guys, though. That's the really difficult thing. Um, but in any regard, they they haven't had time to build combinations and chemistry and all that sort of stuff. So it's uh, I think he's going to suffer. Yep. Uh, we've gone way over my 10-minute mark, but I we think we'll that. take a Yeah, we do. We're halfway through, so I mean, that's not the worst. We'll take a quick break, come back, go through the last four games, and then go through what we're doing with trades this week, what we recommend, and then the sellers and buyers of the round. Some interesting options to come. Catch you back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Thank you. 
Alrighty, should have played the rocker song, but anyway, that'll uh, take us back in. Sharks uh, and the Eels. So Parramatta had a bit of a lucky escape last week, and the Sharks unfortunately went down uh, late at the death against Canberra. So mixed round for those guys. The Sharks, big names in the reserve. So Cam McInnes and Connor Tracy are back there. McInnes, obviously, the, the biggest super coach. Uh, potential in, but uh, good news for McInnes because as soon as he went down with the knee, we were all feeling the worst, uh, or fearing the worst, I should say. But uh, the fact that he's been named there suggests he's not too far away. Do you know anything beyond that? I don't. So just that he was basically last week he was out for a month or something, and this mm. week he's close to playing. They did say he could play this week potentially. Um, so I'll be, you know, watching Stasi's late mail leading up to it. Not that I have him or any regard, but it would be very interesting to see if he does um, make the cut before game time. Yep. I thought um, more impressive last week was Teague Wilton. He was a the second role that benefited from Nico Hines more so than Britt Nakora, who was a bit more super coach relevant, I thought. But Nakora had a stinker. Wilton scored a try and... Uh, actually, a couple of second rows last week that scored tries. So listen, yeah. I was um, I, I said it early too. I thought Nakura was going to benefit off Hines playing on the right hand side, but Hines sort of floated a bit more than mm. I was expecting him to. He played a bit all over the park, and um, I, the kick through for Wilton was just classy. Um, so I don't think he's lost anything by being outside the storm system, as we can sometimes expect these guys to. Um, Hines looks like he's in for a big year. Yeah, I mean, with Wilton, it'd be interesting, but he's an awkward price, and Wade Graham's floating around. He's too expensive. He's four sixty or four twenty-seven or something like that. Um, Yeah, he's too expensive. Wade Graham's just around the corner, as you mentioned, so he'll be relegated to a bench role soon, and he's not going to score a try every week. You never know. He probably will now that we've said that. But anyway, Parramatta, Sean Russell. That's the big news. Super coach, cheapy. Uh, looked like absolute gold in 30 minutes, scored three tries, scored 90-odd, and then uh, off to hospital. Horrible news for him, but it means he'll have that rolling in his uh, average when he eventually does get back, and the way he's settled in there suggests that's his spot to lose when he does. So Wonga Blake shifts out to the wing to accommodate Just him. And my concern with that, if he is out for a while, um, they're saying three to six weeks at Best case, because he's got a punctured lung as well. So he could be out for a little bit longer. How long is Mike Acevo out for? Will we even see Sean Russell back in the side again? Actually, fair point. I hadn't even uh, considered Mike Acevo there. I thought... um, It is his uh, left wing. That's where he usually plays. That was the appeal of Sean Russell being out there. They love to attack down the left-hand side. Mike Acevo is a major um, reason for that, but um, they hadn't pulled that in with Sean Russell being there. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's uh, if he's out for too long, Mike Acevo might just leapfrog him again, unfortunately. Casualty ward, Sevo's still indefinite, so not sure okay. exactly then. But um, who knows, indefinite could mean one or one week. Who knows? It's one of those uh, weird NRL.com things. But anyway, keep an eye on that one, actually. Fair point on that. But horrible news anyway for owners regardless. Another uh, horrible news was Ryan Madison's omission from the side this week. Hamstring concerns, the, the word there looks like NRL.com saying round four, he's back, but you just do not want to see the H word on a guy that high price. Does this just mean immediate sell? Yeah, yeah, probably, because um, you know how long, you know, hamstring strains can just linger and linger and linger and guys can be out for, you know, a month or two if they don't come right or you ping them again at training or something like that. So this early on, I'd probably try and replace him and then look at getting him in back in uh, once he's 
fit and healthy and get through a game or two. The 42 in his first game means he's not going to jump up in price ridiculously come, you know, his third game in the thing. So you've probably got two more games to keep an eye on him and make sure he's okay. Yep. I didn't even think he was that good. Like watching this one back, he was very uninvolved through the middle. I thought more base and he's always a good runner, but he just had nothing going for him on the day. I think the interesting one here as well, Nathan Brown's named in the squad, the extended reserves. Mm. It's Oregon Kafusi who's one out the spot. Brown in the news over the weekend for that issue with Nathan Hayne. Brown's in the um, 17. So he's on the bench at the moment, not in the extended ah, reserves. Right. So, I'd um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him promoted to the 13 come game day and Oregon Kofusi uh, relegated. But yeah, as you were about to say before I rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> to correct me. A bit, yes, of, how do um, a bit of controversy with him and old mate Jared Hayne in the pubs at 2 o'clock in the nah. morning or something. Like what? No, what I know. About it? Uh, these things can happen from time to time. There's a first for everything, all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, we're, NRL's so scandal. I'm moving us on before we get to yeah. Cows and, and Raiders. Um, what a cracker. This looks uh, set to be. Raiders barely able to feel the side. Tanel Brown, the big one-ish for the Cowboys that's out. So uh, 25 points and barely any minutes. Uh, owners tearing the hair up. It turns out he was carrying a... A knee concern. I thought it was hammy, but uh, looks to be knee. Had uh, yeah. I listened to Todd Payton's interview just before, after he'd named the side, and he said one to four weeks. That's so a pain management thing, uh, more than anything. So hoping that's good news for anyone. NRL yeah, physio is reporting that it's a PCL, so it sounds like it's the least concerning ligament issue of the three in your knee. So yeah, it could be one week, it could be uh, a few, but. I think that's the best news. If it, if it was a hammy, as it was first reported, as we said before, it could linger and it could have held him out for a long time. So maybe you can save the trade now, um, yep. potentially. But um, we just don't know how long. It's pretty vague. And he seemed to be doing okay in that first stint. So I thought, Yeah, well, um, was it 27 in 24 yep. minutes or vice versa? Mm. Um, so, yeah, he had a pretty good clip. And he was meant to come back for a, a big run at the end of the game. That's what Peyton had said pre-game as well. So, unfortunately, it just didn't work out with the injury. But I think hold firm if you do own JTB. Other one, Tao Malolo, back to lock. So, it was a frustrating one for Lolo owners. All the talk in the off-season. Um, what it seems to be, and this is me as a Cowboys fan and listening to Peyton, is that it's it was a time management thing for him in his first game back. So, he didn't play a trial. Uh, match fitness was a bit of a concern. So, eased him back in. But expects him to play a bigger role this week. And I, I do not think do it matters. Trust him? No, but okay. <laughs> he said it, so hold him to it. But I do not think that people make a big deal about whether it's lock or prop. Malolo oh, in, he plays the exact same role. Exactly. 2020 yeah. Malolo doesn't matter what number you've got on his back, he would just run the ball friggin' hard and offload and, and do all of that. He's destructive. Last season was end round one, absolute write-offs for him. He doesn't break tackles. He doesn't offload. Um, barely gets the ball. I think he had two or three runs in his first stint. It was dreadful from a side that needs direction. I'm not going to go on a rant here, but side that needs direction, the simplest solution is give it to a fired-up Tamalala, but he doesn't look fired up. And that was the big concern. I don't own him, and I, that was the reason. I just don't trust him yet, despite all the talk in the off-season. And, you know, if he can't spark after that, pretty poor game. Now that he's got it back, I don't know and- when he can. And Ben Teo's out there in the media saying oh, that uh, if you were 15, the other 15 clubs, you should be calling up about Jason Tomalolo. Yeah, like, yeah, pay, the, pay his wage. Like, yeah, right, oh, champ. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's got a spare mil per year in the back pocket. Um, 
as a Cowboys fan, I want your opinion on this. What the hell is going on with Helam Lukey and Jeremiah Nane? Nano was really good, and the coach was pretty high on I, him. Correct, but why? Why the shenanigans to pull Lukey to the bench? Um, so he loves Gilbert too much, unfortunately. Okay. So the, the, he was saying Tom Gilbert uh, in the trial, he was great, and last week was great as well. Why is she with Gilbert? Is he's gassed all the time. He puts mm. in too much work and doesn't have the motor, whereas a guy like Hill and Lukey is an athlete and can, can uh, put in that sustained effort. So I would have thought he's the bigger minute kind of guy, but... Gilbert's the you know the love interest of the coach at the moment, and fair to him, he's and, a and scored the try. Yes, did um, bit of a hot head though, and that's the concern. So I think Gilbert to me is a you know dumb penalty or, or so away from getting relegated again or suspended, whatever. So for me as a Luki owner, I'm not pulling the pin super early. He's still got 50 minutes out there, which may have been helped along by the JTB um, injury, but you know it's not the end of the world. I think so. I'm patiently waiting. He's 300 odd K. He's not going to drop hugely. He has a couple of down weeks. So I don't know. I like his game. That's why I bought him. So I'm sticking strong. Enough Cowboys. Raiders, they come up there to Townsville. It's a pretty, yeah, they've, they've been knocked around a bit. Brad Schneider, as we said, out with COVID. So he's uh, in isolation. Just misses this week, I believe, similar to I hope so. Yeah, it should be about a seven week quarantine period for him until he's given the all clear. He needs to return a positive. Uh, sorry, a negative test, I think, before he's able to come back. So we just don't, uh, again, you know, this is very new rules and everything. We're sort of just learning as we go on this. But he should be back next week. Um, it, he copped it on the weekend. So he's basically got two weeks to to make himself right, yep. I think. And I thought he was good, kick goals. Now the croak is not there. Um, did everything right, scored 45. So... I was looking for, I was going to play him if he came up against the Cows this week, but unfortunately not to be. Uh, Tom Starling takes over from Josh Hodgson, who's out. Fortunately, only a couple of weeks, uh, two to four, I think, was the um Yeah, it's a cartilage issue. Yep. Um, they were worried about the ACL, but he's come good. Okay, I uh, whinged about the cow, Cows, so you can talk about the Knights here. Lakey, take it away. Oh, I don't think we have the time for me to absolutely <laughs> blow bubbles all over the nights. They were good, mate. They say um, Dango guy looked fantastic. Um, the second rollers had big games. I thought Lockie Fitz was just superb considering I cannot stand him. Um, Dominic Young is going to be one to watch for the next couple of weeks. He's 339K. He scored an 81 playing outside Dango guy. They have the Tigers this week. He could be another big game on the horizon for these guys. So... He could be one to bring in if you need to correct a center wing issue um, and earn some cash. On yep. the other side, Kalen Ponga is just a no-go at the moment. Um, played a good game of footy, but didn't uh, play a super coach game, unfortunately. So, same 17. Daniel Safidi named among the reserves, but should miss another week. Yeah, think? yeah. So, that basically, I th- that last report I got or, or I read on Dan Safidi is he's still one or two weeks away. So, I surprised to see him named there and I'd be equally surprised to see him promoted to uh, game time. For the Tigers, Tom is back from suspension. Twelve goes to the bench and interestingly, Luke Garner out of the side into the extended reserve. So he, Garner, replaced um, Tuolangi for 10 minutes last week. Does this mean you reckon Tuolangi is going to get 80 with that bench? Yeah. The only one I could really see um, replacing him would be Seafarth, yeah. But it's say Tyron Peachy could will come on for Offangawa, you'd think, and the other two are middlemen. So I think he's uh, 
he's going to be one of the best cheapies we've had this year. Compared to Luciano on that um, that side, Luciano got barreled in a tackle, I think, yeah, at one Cannibal. point. And, yeah, yes, so it wasn't... Was um, ugly. Yeah, so he sort of got um, hampered a bit there. But Tuolangi and, and him both look like attacking weapons. So mm-hmm. plenty of points you'd imagine coming through through them. So I'm uh, looking forward to this one. I thought Tigers did themselves okay in that first round. So coming up against you guys, uh, can you do They always tend to put us to the sword for whatever reason. Like, you and I went to Magic Round last year and they absolutely pumped us. So they, they have our number for whatever reason. So I'm looking forward to this game as well. Last of the round, Dogs and Broncos. So both high after wins over powerhouse sides last weekend. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. TPJ is back for his Dogs debut after missing last week with hamstring tightness. So we all scratched him from our sides. Actually, we scratched him when he got uh, was starting to rip jerseys and carry on yes. in the trial. So He went um, mental. Yes. Uh, good for him. I can't wait to see what he brings to that side there. It'd be good to see a bit of spark and, and mongrel, I thought. Uh, him and Heather suspension. That'd be great. <laughs> would. Medium rare. Uh, nothing else much doing for them, but you'd imagine with a bit of luck, uh, maybe a guy like the the King doesn't um, have as much of a stint on the park, so be wary of that 55 when you're playing him or considering. Uh, for the Broncos, well, Adam Reynolds, does he even need to be back? you got the likes of Billy Walters and Albert Kelly tearing it up, but he's made it back into the side, and Walters, who was pretty good last week, goes back to the interchange. Yeah, I thought Billy was really good. I think he's a bit stiff to have missed out. It's probably just a bit of uh, uh, the coaches being a bit cautious not to be showing favoritism, perhaps. But um, no, Albert Kelly was also good. I just thought Billy had a better game. So I'm surprised to see him cut that way. But hey, man, we raised it last week. Jermaine Asako, was he just there for the goal kicking? He's out <laughs> of the side completely this week. 23 jersey for him. There so, we go. Tezzy back in straight into the fullback spot. So some talk, I guess, Selwyn Cobbo could be moved there, but are they keeping that Stags and Cobbo combination uh, out there at the moment? Which I thought it looks dangerous. You don't want to be on the wrong yeah. side when they get it right, and they almost did. Uh, there you go. Could happen against the Dogs here. But uh, they only conceded four points last week against, as we said, a great attacking side. So if you keep Chad Townsend to four points, oh, good luck, Broncos. Uh, that's the round of go- Oh, one point, no Pierre Cora. So he was one I was talking about. Uh, coming back from yeah. suspension for round two, is now able to be named, but is not even there. So I assume going to get some time in reserves to build that fitness up. Disappointing if you carried him. And I did. Yep. Well, well there you go. Better than uh, Cola, I guess. No AE nightmare for you. All right, that's the game by game. Let's start going through what we're doing with trades. Big talking point for this season, obviously the 42. Uh, you just mentioned to me there that, you also get three trades per buy round. So we talked about the That's trade right. boost. Yeah, can you use that yes. five times. So it's two per week, obviously, as per uh, as standard. Three in the multi buy rounds that we have. Uh, there's two of them this again this year, and then um, you've got the five trade boosts, which you can pump up for an extra trade in any um, round this year. So that'll be three on standard weeks and four in those multi buy rounds if you want to use it that way. So I'm an accountant by trade, and we spent a minute before this one counting out how many we actually need to save, how many trades you need to save during the season uh, to be able to actually um, use them all. Uh, 42 trades, there's 24 rounds that you can trade in. So max two per week, excluding the uh, the, the boosts and all that, gets you to 48. Uh, mm-hmm. So you need to save six at some point. 
Um, so my solution to this thing is if you don't have urgent tradeouts this week, and we'll get into those, if you don't have urgent tradeouts, now's probably a good week to save because as we all know, round one can be an absolute anomaly. Yeah, that's, again, I 100% agree. Um, people panic too early in a Supercoach season. I think you've done all the research. You've picked these guys for a reason. Don't go dropping a Katoni Stags because he had a yep. crap game in, in game one. Um, you know, trust your gut, trust your research, back yourself. Give him another week at least. Save your trades here. Um, then try and fix up anything you can next week. Maybe use a trade boost and use three next week. But um, don't just trade for the sake of trading this week. And healthy players too. I mean, we've just seen in the course yep. of one week, you've had how many players for, for guys go down. It's a nightmare almost if you've had a lot of those cheapies and SJ and, and those sort of players. Yep. So if you yes. need to absolutely make make the trades to fill your side. But if you can carry a guy, yep. as you said, you've trusted throughout the off season, uh, just hold fire. There's plenty yes, of time to say. blow the, some The caveat on, my, on our statements here, I suppose, is anybody who's out for long term, you can't have them sitting on the bench. Uh, Sean Johnson, uh, Sean Russell perhaps, uh, maybe the Cheese, um, because they're all going to be out for a fair while. They're a good chunk of cash to be sitting on your bench. You can look at trading those guys out, obviously, but yeah, don't trade your healthy guys out just for the sake of it. So let's get into the must-sells and must-buys. And the reason I think we're so cold on trading uh, heavily this round is because I don't think there are actually that many must-buys. Uh, one that sticks out for me and the guy that I've actually traded, Bind Matto, and brought in Josh Curran. So I really liked the way he played last week. I was a little concerned just how he would fit into the side. I know big year last year. Is there a case of that possible second year? It's not quite second year for him, but second year syndrome in super coach relevance. I thought that I was interested to see how he went, ended up going Matto over him. Bit of a mistake, uh, yes, in the washout because of that injury, but I thought Curran held his own out there, looks good, gives 100% every single game. So I don't think minutes are a concern. Harris out of the picture for the time being. and I, Yeah, Curran just looks the goods to me. Um, so for me, if you don't have Curran and you need to move on a second rower, as I'm doing there, I reckon that's the safest bet. Yeah, I really like Curran, and they've got a good opening uh, few weeks. They've got a, some soft games. Um, not that any game in the NRL is soft, but you know, comparatively. He played 65 minutes on the weekend, so he did have a rest at some stage, mm. but um, he, he pretty much looking at 65 to 70 minutes a week, and he's a, you know, a one PPM type guy. Yep. Premium price tag, and, and obviously that um, you can't trade them in if you don't have the cash, but if you can scrounge enough around, dig around behind the couch cushions, I reckon Curran's guy, uh, really like watching him play. He's a great one to own, being on that train, because he can do special stuff out there despite being a, a Ford. So I don't know. For me, I'm looking forward to owning Curran. So bringing him straight in. Outside of that, uh, anyone else catch your eye as a guy you must buy for this week? No, I don't think there's any true musts. Um, I don't believe that in any case. Um, you know, people will talk about your, your Teddies or Pappenhausens or Turbos as being musts, but you can fit two guys into three. Uh, sorry, you can you can only fit two guys into your spot, so one guy's got to miss out. So nobody is a must is what I'm saying. Um, the only reason I'd be trading this week, as I said, is for those injuries. So I'm looking at getting a, a guy like a Sean Russell out um, and replacing him, but again... I've already got a Will Penasini. I've already got um, uh, who else have I got? JT? A mono. Uh, yep, no sorts of dudes. So you Billy know, there's Smith. No, there's no definite musts there. 
Um, so it's mm. someone I've got to look around and, and find someone either in uh, the second row or at um, center wing to replace him with. All right, I'll talk about holds quickly and we'll go through a couple of them and then maybe we'll go into the sells considering some of the top 10 buys and sells of the round so far in Supercoach. But for me, a hold is Tal Malolo. I did just talk about him being a, a flop and, and all of that and a guy that um, unfortunately did not deliver as he did last year for Supercoaches that showed a bit of faith. But I think there's enough talk there that you brought him in uh, one more week. This could be the make or break. All the talk, it's, it's you know, amounts to nothing in the end, but the suggestion is he has a bigger week this week and all the press and everything, all that noise in the background now, if it doesn't amount to anything, Ben, maybe Ben Tio's right. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> I'll, be on, I'll be on your case. He backtracked that quickly. <laughs> no, listen, with Lolo, he, he only played 51 minutes, so that's it. Mm. So there's something there about his minutes restriction, um, whether it's Peyton playing. Funny I think it was just round one. I think it honestly, and, and that's... He, he yeah. tends to struggle in round one because of the heat or whatever it is, but maybe it's the conditioning. It takes him a while to get into it for, for whatever reason. But he still went over one PPM. Um, he still had an impact that way. Um, he wasn't his damaging best. He's not breaking tackles like he used to. Mm. If he can get his fitness up and start building into something, then, yeah, you're going to regret have sell, selling him so early. Yeah. Um, Give him one more week. Make the call next week. As I said, he's a healthy body. Um, and yeah, easy to sit and trade. not buy and just watch. And that's what I yeah. said at the start. He's a watch because we just don't know what we're going to get. And unfortunately for a Cowboys fan, it didn't work out last week. But owners hold fire just yet. Um, cheapies, I've got those on my list. Um, obviously, caviting, as we said. If you need to make urgent trades, do it. But cheapies, I think golden rule is after one week, it's not the time to make wholesale changes to your cheapies, um, not yeah. only because you can't get many genuine options in and around that, but you can wait another week before prices. So there's no one, I think, there's a couple of guys, well, um, your boy at the Knights there that you mentioned whose name escapes me because uh, it was five minutes ago, uh, <laughs> that's playing outside Dane Gagai. Dominic Young. Yeah, there you go. I wanted to say Mama C, but that's all right. Um, no, he's not yeah. playing at all. Yeah, there you go. So I think a guy like him, 330K, if he has another big week, his negative break-even is going to lure a lot of people in. But as mm-hmm. I say, a week is a long time in this game. So hold fire. Uh, if you need That's to move right, any on, mate. do it next week. You're going to absolutely be kicking yourself if you bring in um, a cheapie or someone you see as a must-have and they go and get themselves hurt, just like Sean Russell did or mm. SJ did. Then you've you know wasted two trades. So, yeah, just hold fire. Keep an eye on these guys. Make the calls next week. By layout, you know, who are you going to trade him to? That yes, he's, wing? Yeah, you know, he's dirt yeah. cheap. You, you're going to have to have a bankroll already to get replace him. So he's probably just going to become a uh, a loophole option. Certainly will. All right, let's go into the cells. So as we mentioned up the top, there's quite a lot of injuries that are happening this week. So some decisions have been made easier than others. Um, maybe let's go to the top 10 uh, sells for the round so far. Brandon Smith right up there at the top. Broken hand, mm-hmm. not good news, such a high price. Easy decision to make, I think, there. Um, let's talk two scenarios. First one, second row. So I think we eyeballed uh, Josh Curran as being a guy around that same price tag that you can easily flip to. If he's at hooker, uh, are you making a move? Um, let's suggest that you don't have Harry Grant. Yeah, it's your first I would be choice getting to Harry, get Grant. Harry Grant. I would absolutely. Somewhere. I would not hesitate. I would go straight to Harry Graham. Um, 
yeah, he's going to be taking over all the big minutes at hook. Uh, he's going to be doing that role regardless when Brendan Smith comes back. From what we understand, he'll um, Cheese will be playing in the 13. So they might rotate and, and rest each other a little bit. But yeah, for by and large, Harry Grant is going to be the best hooker in Supercoach. So if you can make that move this week, do it. Why not App- Appy Coruscant, who's number one on the bias? No, I'm not as sold on Appy. Um, he had a big year a couple of years ago, so maybe he bounces back to that. But last year, he was a bit ho-hum. Um, I think mm-hmm. the only other option I would be looking at as a Brandon Smith replacement at hooker would be Reed Marnie. He did have a bad game this past week, but he, he's a gun and he's going to be um, right at the top end again. So if you know, you've got Brennan Smith and Grant for whatever reason. Um, go go to Marnie instead. Interestingly, Appy Coruscant only had four 80-minute games last season. Um, he had a very stop-start kind of year. There's a lot of issues. Even last week, he only got 67 minutes on the park there and scored a try, set one up. Um, as you said, he's a guy that hasn't been overly relevant for a couple of years now. And Pen- well, a year. And Penrith fans actually turned on him after the trial. Mm-hmm. There was all this talk because he's leaving them. And he had a pretty bad game and there was all these, the knives were out. And then, you know, in the space of one week, he's gone from zero to hero again. In yes. So fickle bunch. NRL fans are very, very fickle. <laughs> That's right. But I think Coruscant is a bit of a punt, 480K, a very mixed year last year. So would have a big score and then a quiet one. So just tread Listen, yeah, carefully. If, if you were wanting to go Smith to Coruscant, I'd be willing to wait a week on Smith, um, on trading him out, you know, just Keep an eye on how, on how Coruscant goes mm. again this week. Because yeah. as we said, your boy Chris Randall did you know, commendably. He got 50-odd or 47. That's right. Points. So I had a Harry Grant on the bench and I, I took a 47 mm. from Randall. That, you know, it wasn't was probably world beat a score, but it kept top me five. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was almost captainable in my eyes. Yeah. All right. So Brandon Smith, uh, if you can, Harry Grant's the easy or obvious solution there. SJ, number two on the list, about 5K Supercar, just trading him out. Um, Peck concern for him. So he's a dual positioned. So, I mean, if you would you be carrying him if you can flick him around and play a decent guy in his no, absence or would you just move him? Peck's will be longer term. Um, I think okay. you can make the call and try and replace him. With uh, almost like for like a Mitch Moses or um, uh, Munsters back this week, if you've got the cash there to float that, I don't know it's a couple hundred k, but it's um, you know the options are there. Some people are trading in Jack Whiten. Uh, he's number three, and actually Moses is tenth. I'm surprised by that because he's fifty k more than uh, than Sean Johnson. So it's not a huge leap. And I thought yeah, it was last week he's so gone. unlikable. Well, yeah, okay. But it wasn't quite the flat track last week, I didn't think. And that's the concern with Moses that he beats up on the the, weaker sides. But I thought the Mm. Titans had a pretty good showing, um, a little bit um, undermanned. But I thought Moses in that first half, the stuff he did out there was was very handy. Uh, Kicking game, a little bit lucky and all that. But there's a lot of talk that maybe this is his year as... um, you know, Parramatta fans, even beyond them, it's people thinking this is Moses' this year to finally stamp his mark on, on the NRL and do something. And I think early days for Parra, they've looked really good and off the back of Moses. So I think yes. kicking goals yes. as a half, he's 511K, is only halfback, which may limit your options with SJ. And maybe that's why Jack Whiten, who's coming off his game 200 where he scored a try and 
He's every year he does this, mate. I swear Jack White. Yeah, Jack White loves a big game early on to suck a few yes. people in and then, okay. um, yep, and then round one. go back to a sort of 40s or 50s average and really struggle. Let's say it was only a couple of years ago, maybe last year or the year before, that he, he dropped 101 on the first half against the Titans mm. um, and then scored three points in the second half. And people still all over him because he knocked up a ton. But yep. The signs are there. He will do this every now and then. It was a milestone game, so he had plenty to play for. But um, I think he'll be back to you know high forties, low fifties average before too soon. Does have the Not cows this week though? Yeah, so probably he'll be negative two hundred break even. <laughs> there we go. So anyway, I think maybe that matchup might have swayed a few people there. But again, a guy like Jack White, and if you can wait and just see. Uh, even then, I'd be leaving it. But anyhow, that seems to be what people are doing. Sean Russell, number three, uh, as you said, if you do need to move him on at center wing because you've got numbers issues there, then fine. Um, for me, I'm just holding to see if it's three weeks, fingers crossed, uh, young body. But yeah, he's 280-odd K. So again, not a lot of options around that, Mark. Who would you be trading? Or actually, who are you trading him to again? Sean Russell, I've got him um, going to Oliver Gildart at the moment, and I'm not excited about it. But I think just his job security is there. Um, he, he's okay. He scored 36 points without doing anything against the Storm, um, but it's the safety of his job security. I'd hate to go to someone else and then, then just get cut um, in a week or two. So I think he's probably as safe as it gets in that position for around the same price. As I said, I'm not excited about it. I don't think I'm ever going to actually put him on the field to play him, but he'll do a job. Yeah. Isaac Tago, uh, number two on the trading list. So I think that's fair enough if you don't that's have him. That's very fair. If you don't have him, grab him. Yep. Uh, Vilea, he's number four on the trade-out list. That's a strange one. Uh, we did say, I mean, I cautioned against him last week just because you never know with these cheapies that appear out of nowhere how long they're actually going to be in the side. And a lot of outside backs at, at the Warriors. So, uh, unfortunately for him, it was injury that ultimately rubbed him out. But, again, 205K, is there much room to move? Is it worth burning a trade? Who are you buying at the center wing? I don't think so. Um, I mean, you could have a play where you've got, like, a Targo or a, a Ewan Aiken or a Jack Bird or something in the second row, and you can flick them down. But mm. there's still no one of that price range in any of the positions, really. Um, I don't think you're going to be making that many moves to bring in an Andrew Fafita um, in the front row, but um, it might just be worthwhile just saving the trade. You know, keep him on the pine. You can throw the captaincy on him if your vice captain goes bananas one week and, and run the loophole. And you know, wait for a month. You know, if that's how long he's out for, and then suddenly 180k cheapy comes out of nowhere, and then you make that downgrade in there. Second yeah, week, that's right. And you bank what happens cash? if um, Brad Parker or Morgan Harper gets hurt and Cooler comes back? And then, you know, there's your link to him. JTB, number five on the list. Uh, I reckon he's a hold. Could be one week, could be four. And as we said, looked pretty good. Um, again, you're probably not playing him in your 17 anyway, so I'm surprised that he would have so many trade-outs. And I think if that is the case, you got numbers at front row, just keep him. Yeah, 100%. Um, you can afford to wait a week and try and and see if you can find out a bit more information. If it is going to be a few more weeks after that, then maybe look at trading him next week. But hold this week. Um, three interesting um, names here. So Luke Keary, he's gone uh, from 2,000 people's sides. I think 
we have to you know, tread very carefully with that. As you said, one of those guys that everyone's eyed off. The Roosters had a terrible day. Um, yeah, you guys, would, you know, nothing you went right. Win. Exactly. Went right. yeah. The first try got took, taken off them uh, on Teddy, coincidentally, mm-hmm. but nothing went right for the Chooks. And we know with a quality side like that, and Trent Robinson as coach, it's not often that they put two poor games together and tough opposition this week. But mm-hmm. Kiri, I don't know, you've brought him in. He is fresh back from injury. There was always that concern, but the Chooks cannot be as bad as they were. Just hold him. I don't think it's an urgent need to get a Jack Whiten in over him just because of one week. It'll turn around, 100%. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Um, we, You just mentioned the Teddy try. Um, Tupo ran up the middle, passed it to Cleary, who flicked it over to Teddy. So he was right there running along side by side, those guys. He looks okay um, just on that sort of stuff. He'll come good. Uh, Reed Marnie, strange one for me. Um, moving him on at hooker, 600K, did okay last week. As we said, he's actually a... Could be a buy if you're wanting to get rid of Brandon Smith at the same sort of price tag. So, strange one to see on number seven. And the Katoni tag, same reason as Luke Carey. I don't think we need to bang on about it. Just give it time. Be patient. Yeah. That's what this game is. Patience, virtue. Uh, Blake Taff and Christian Welsh, I think fairly obvious ones there. Taff, he was very limited and didn't even get a, um, a run last week. So, limited time in the side anyway, we expected. And unfortunately for him, he didn't get a run at all. So, Taff and Welsh, easy calls there um all right next on the buys list we've chatted through a few of them maybe we just focus on the guys that you shouldn't probably be buying will smith number six i said top five but there you go number six three thousand trade-ins probably before they saw team lists but yeah you would think so he he played a really good game of footy he laid on a couple of tries and set things up but he got promoted to the starting side because brimson was out and that's already Mm. um you know he's already been relegated back to the 14 role uh, he should play that Tanner Boyd type role, and I think Boyd got about twenty three minutes. So Will Smith's not going to be an option. You're not going to want him post this week. No, um, Penrith guys. Let's talk about them. Kick out Crichton, Liam Martin, seven eight nine. So all the talk after Penrith's game was that they're going back to back, and obviously a lot of these guys have a lot to do with that. Um, Kick out is an interesting one. He's uh, one of those enigmas of Supercoach. He mm-hmm. doesn't play. Big minutes, he you know between fifty and sixty, uh, even forty. I think he had a few of those games last year. So he's not an eighty-minute player, but he just does stuff out there. And it's some weeks he'll every single run he has, it almost seems like he's going to break through. And there's some weeks where they just hold on and he doesn't get an offload away. And last week it took a couple of offloads, and he's got a try assist. Um, you know, he's got bus, he's got everything mm-hmm. on his way to ninety odd points without a try, and yeah. that's what he can do. But on the other hand he'll have those down weeks. And next Absolutely. week he'll be on the trade-out list. So I don't yep. know. Are you trusting what you saw last week? No, nah, again, it'll be another watch for me. He plays the <clears> Dragons <throat> this week. They have a really good run, actually. He's got the Dragons, Knights, um, South, who were not good last week, <laughs> Dogs, Broncos, Raiders over the next few. So um, now would be a good time to get them. But he's worth a watch. As you said, he can have a very down week. He looked involved. He looked hungry and all the right words um last weekend but as you said 57 minutes um for an 87 score it's what he can do it's it's also what he doesn't do often enough yep deep breaths give it time uh wait until round three to make these sort of trades i think because that's a uh yeah chasing last week's points for now could be that it's his year and maybe this is what we see regularly but for now i'm 
you're holding fire on kickout. Crichton and Martin, uh, beneficiaries of some pretty handy attacking play. Liam Martin, especially, the you know, he's out there for 80 minutes, but uh, got a late and, try. And his there. try came very late, too. Yes. So, uh, line break associated with that. That's pumped his score by 30 points in the mm. last five minutes of the game. I'm biased because I brought him in one week and I called him, you know, he was a pod buy and everything like that against the Broncos, I think, in COVID year and scored like 40. So there you go. That actually kept, that made me drop out of the top, I think it was 500 at the time. But anyway, I don't hate him. Um, I'm no, glad right. to see he's doing well. We don't hold grudges here. No, Stephen Crichton, uh, number eight there, two and a half K trade-ins. Um, not for me. I think last year he, in a very, very good attacking side, he was often the odd man out would get, yes. you know, the try contributions and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, probably more of the same, I think, for him this year. Great on his day, but I think there's too many chefs in this Penrith kitchen for me, and I think after one week it's over-reading it a little at 430-odd. So is that the way you read it? Yeah, I mean, we just look at, like, Toto had a down game. Targo was pretty good, but Penrith do love taking down the left as well, um, which is why Staines and Crichton, you know, had some very down games last year. and. Toto was massive, um, and Burton too, Burton down the left. So I think that's the way they'll continue to go for most of the part. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, Crichton's more of an outlier than the regular. Mm. Actually, Toto had that try denied that probably was a try. So there you go. That could have been anything for Brian in the end, but uh, unfortunately not to be. But um, anyway, I think if, if there's any backline play you want out of that pair on the side it's toe when you can afford him but uh that's round 10 talk matt there's a long way to go a lot of water under the bridge uh, that's our round two pot so very uh interesting week so obviously round one was not the way we wanted it to go but round two plenty of time now to make up for these uh mistakes i've got one to make up for as i mentioned you have one or a issue to make up for i should that's say right. injury issue yep uh, any big calls before we go anything major strike your uh, fancy for this weekend. Are the Knights going back-to-back? Is there anyone is? I would hope so, but as I said, I'm never confident coming against the Tigers. They're, for some reason, they're always, you know, they've just got our tickets. So, um, no, I don't really have a lot of big calls. I just, I'm super excited for another weekend of football. The, the, the Thursday night game is going to be an absolute cracker. Yep. Oh, there's a lot of good matchups in this one as well I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm actually at a Bucks on Saturday, so I will miss the Cowboys and Raiders again. Um, no, so anyway, I won't be on a plane so my friggin' internet will work but I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say Tam Lolo scores 80 plus this week uh, there you go. that's a big call surprised actually not to see him in the top 10 trade outs I'm sure there are some rage traders there but maybe some bigger fish to fry in that in the meantime but for me I think um, this is his now or never I think you know, all the talk and all that conjecture it must be loud so anyway I think for owners you'll finally get your reward and he'll trample a very undermanned Raiders on a way to a 12-24 loss. <laughs> so no, <there> good. <laughs> High hopes for these guys. Uh, Lakey, great to talk to you, mate. You're due Boys. a decent stint in bed. Uh, lifeblood.com.au, as we said, first time donating tomorrow. Can't wait. Look forward to making this a regular thing. Thanks, buddy, and uh, catch you next week. You certainly will. Should have played the night song. Uh, in hindsight, mm. I'll track that down. I'll get a copy so we can play it the three weeks that they win this year. I don't think it's as uh, dancey, though. <laughs> get your clothes off you. Nipple tassels. Look them around. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 